exalt you. He's worthy to be exalted, isn't he? Amen. Are you good to be glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. Me too. My goodness. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Appreciate everybody that's took time to come out and be with us in the house of the Lord. David said, I'd rather be the housekeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell among the wicked. Or the doorkeeper, let me rephrase that. Housekeeper, doorkeeper, somebody's keeper. <laughs> All right, now listen, I'm going to tell you a little funny. Some will get it, and probably some won't. Because I just have a way of saying things that just... <laughs> I feel a spirit of laughter. There was a recent discovery, and, it's, and one of the suggestions was, and nobody really knew about it, but one of the two thieves that died on, uh, with Jesus that day on the cross was none other than the Apostle Paul's f father. Can you believe that? One of the thieves, they discovered in the Word of God that it was Apostle Paul's father. It's been in the scripture, they say, all this time, and most of us just overread it and never seen it. Paul said this, his old man was crucified with Christ. <laughs> Did not Paul say that? The old man is crucified. <laughs> Just a food for thought. Take it the way you want to. <laughs> I could see it didn't, didn't go over well. Connie, you're right. I told her that last night, and she said, that's about as stupid as it is. <laughs> I thought, yeah. <laughs> well, if anybody wants to know, my brother-in-law James sent that to me, and he said, hey, man, that's going to be a funny. So I got to pay him back. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight, and it's good to be here, and, and uh, it's, it's, truly, uh, it's truly a good life living for the Lord. And man, I, I'm, and I always say this, and it probably gets old, but I'm, I'm glad to be alive in the 21st century. One of the things that's fascinating to me about today and yesterday and the days that lies ahead with us is that I really literally, back in the 80s and <clears throat> 90s when I was pastoring and preaching, uh, I preached a lot of things about end time and I preached a lot of things about uh, Jesus is coming back soon. And, and uh, you know, I preached what the forefathers preached and I said a lot of things that the forefathers said. But for me personally today, one of the greatest things about me being alive is I'm actually seeing the Bible unfold like I've never seen it before in the history of my life. Uh, even though I believed it in the 70s and 80s, more in the 80s and 90s probably, but even though I believed it then, I see so many things that's coming to pass that I've never seen unfold before. And so it makes me excited to know that one of the things I get excited about is knowing that I'm on the right track and that I'm serving the right God. And I'm serving the God that does not lie. And I'm serving the God that what his Bible said, what the word says is truth. And so I get excited to know that 
we literally get to watch it unfold. And so that, there's something about that that just, that just ministers to my spirit. And I think it's exciting because one thing, I know that we're going to go home, and I don't know about you, I, I know that I'm going to die one of these days, and I know that this corrupt body is going to go to the ground one day, but now that I see things the way I see it, I believe this immortal body is going to take on, on immortality, and I could be raptured out of this thing. I may not ever have to go by the way of the grave. Ain't that powerful that we could just be in church tonight, and all of a sudden God looks at Jesus and says, go get my children. Boom. Boom shakalaka. That'll get you. That ain't tongues either, folks. <laughs> but there's something exciting to know that Jesus is coming back soon and that we're living in the midst of the last days. And, and we don't know yet what's going to lie ahead and what we all got to face and what we all got to go through. And we know that we're not going to go through the tribulation period. And we believe that Jesus is going to take the church out before uh, the Antichrist steps in. I, I know all of that stuff. But we are on the brink of the rapture. And I want to, the Bible talks about in John, let me just read a scripture here before I get ahead of myself, which I do a lot. In John, it says in chapter 4, Jesus said, listen, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day for the night cometh when no man can work. And I really believe that Jesus is talking to the church like never before. He's saying, listen, church, it's time to work like never before. Because who is coming into this thing must come quickly. Who's going to get grafted into this and be adopted into this? They must come quickly. Why? Because I believe the hour is upon us. And I believe that Jesus is fixing to come back. And I believe that he's getting ready to take the church away. And I want to read something tonight. And, and I... I want, I'm going to talk a little bit about Matthew chapter 24. And I know that Matthew chapter 24, to not get you confused with it, I, I don't want you to get confused and say, well, he preached out of Matthew 24 and, and this stuff. But Matthew 24 is talking about things that's going to happen after the church is gone. After we're out of here, then there's a lot of things in chapter, uh, ch chapter 24 that will, a lot of things will start folding. But I want to tell you there's things already in Matthew 24 that's setting the stage of his coming, of the tribulation. It's already setting a percent and a, and a precedent about the things that's fixing to take place. It's already happening now. Let me just share with you, things are happening now. But it's just speeding up a little bit more. And Jesus talked about those things. Let me just read a couple things to you. That There's a great falling away. A great falling away from the true Christian faith and maybe even the great apostate, which is predicted by the Apostle Paul dealing with the times that precedes and returns to the Messiah and, and gathering together him his, and his happenings right before our very eyes. The word says, Now I beseech you, brother, by the coming of our Lord Jesus, and by the gathering together of him, 
that ye be not soon shaken in mind or troubled in spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there be a great falling away first, and that that man of sin, the Antichrist, be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalteth himself and worship, so that he and his, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing them himself that he is God. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 1 and 4. Let me tell you this. The soul of humanity has become incredibly dark. Too dark and troubling the mindset of people today and the youth of our day and the, even the older adults today. This is the most easily deceived generation in all times. We are living in a time where there's so much deception and that the world is falling for it. The world is falling for it. There's deception on every side of life. There's deception everywhere you turn. We just come out of a pandemic a couple years ago or a couple years ago the pandemic was here and they still ain't fully done away with it. But can I tell you, all the news media, CNN, Fox, NBC, ABC, whatever, all the stations you want to look at, every one of them was deceptive. Every one of them was deceiving. They would say things that would scare people. They would make you panic and make you worry, make you think that something's going to happen to you if you don't do this or you don't do that. Many deceptions went on and on and many things were spoken on the news media in front of us for that, 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 that we should trust in and that we should believe and that we could count on that would take care of America people. We found it not to be true. We found out they wasn't worried about us. We found out they didn't love us. They didn't have America's best interests at heart. They was out for one agenda. And that is to train the human beings of America to do what they want to do. And Jesus said, be not deceived. And that's what he's talking about. Just not, 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 not just many coming in my name, not just different prophets and prophets and this and that. He's talking about don't let the world deceive you of what's going on in our world. We had a mask mandate that scared everybody to death. I'd be driving in the car and I look over there to another car and somebody's in there with a mask. I said, you're by yourself. <laughs> now I ain't got nothing against masks whatsoever. You do what you want to do. But the Bible talks about in Matthew 24, he said there's going to come a time that brother's going to be against brother, mother's going to be against mother. How many... How many knows that our nation today is full of anxiety? People is under all kinds of pressure. You go into a grocery store a year ago or two years ago, people would almost snap your head off if you didn't have a mask on. They're worried about the fear that's coming up on this world in which we live. The spirit of fear, the spirit of antichrist 
was coming just to deceive men and women. I mean, it's amazing what we fell into. But Jesus said, listen, you have to work while it's day because there's coming a night that no man's going to work no more. People of all sorts and all kinds that lived in our world today. I'm not saying nothing tonight to try to bring gloom and doom because I'll turn it around in a minute. But what I want us to be aware of is the end is near. And there's going to be a lot of false things that shoots up on the television. There's going to be a lot of false neighbors that will say, neighbor, did you know this is going to happen or that's going to happen or this is going to come and this calamity is going to come and that calamity is going to come. They're going to try to bring fear to make you become robots because they got an agenda and their agenda is we want a one world government. We're setting up this thing called the Antichrist to come in. We're eventually going to have a chip that you're going to have to have in your hand or your forehead. It's coming. So we got to do something to prepare you. One of the biggest banks in America today fell under the other day. A lot of people is not paying attention to it. Not a lot of people is not paying, not thinking too much about it. But it's the beginning of something that's fixing to happen down the road. Mark my words. Look at me. It's coming. There's not going to be one bank, but there's going to be two banks. There's not going to be two banks, but there's going to be three banks. There's not going to be three banks, but there's going to be four banks. It's going to be a, 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 a time where it's going to happen in the near future. This is just the beginning of the unfolding of things that's taken place. It's right in our back door. And Jesus is trying to warn us. He's saying, listen, church. He said, I've got the answer. He said, I know what's going on. He said, the only thing that I don't know is when I'm coming back after you. But he said, my father knows. But he said, I can tell you this. I may not know it. You may not know it. The angels in heaven don't know it. But can I tell you, I'll throw some signs out there to let you know that the end is near. He said, I'll throw you some signs to let you know that the end is coming. I'm thankful for the word of God, aren't you? Because in Matthew 24, it says this. Take heed that no man deceive you. The greatest thing in the world that's happening to America today and to a society today and to a woke generation today is they're being deceived. And they're coming after you. They're coming after five-year-olds. And they're coming after your teenagers. And they're coming after your grandparents. But they're out to bring deception, deceiving. It's okay. I asked my daughter the other day, I said, I need to ask you a question. I said, uh, is anything going crazy at school? Are you, is your teachers talking about things they shouldn't really talk about? And she said, what do you mean, Dad? I said, well, they talk about boys and girls, maybe of different, uh, uh, one might believe he's a girl, one she might believe he's a boy. And she said, well, no, not really so much the teachers, but she said it is talked among the kids. See, there's a deception that's going on. Church, we got to be awake. The Bible said be sober, be vigilant. The adversary, the devil has come, you know, to deceive. And now in the 23rd century, even though I'm a 20, 21st century, even though I'm excited about being alive, these things are happening. But Jesus said not to worry about it. 
Don't worry. I mean, he said they're going to happen. He said, okay, Mike. He said, listen, I told you in 24 what's going to happen. I told you what's going to take place. People's going to be deceived and, and things are going to happen. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. He said, but, but don't worry about it. He said, just be awake and alert. Be, be ready. Be ready to know how to fight against the wiles of the devil. Greater is he that's in me and you, church, than he that's in the world. I don't care how much deception comes. I don't care how many demons or demonettes are in this world. Nobody's greater than Jesus. I said nobody's greater than the Messiah. And the Messiah lives right here in this old boy. Ah, there shall not come nothing, my dwelling place. I've got the power in the name of Jesus. That's all we got to do is believe what God says. Take heed that no man deceive you, for many will come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall and will deceive many. He said, you're going to hear of wars. You're going to hear of rumors of wars. See that you need, need not to be troubled for all of these things must come to pass. Israel, I think, since they become a nation, has had seven what they would call major wars. Some didn't last for a few days. Some lasted for a little bit. Uh, but there were seven of them that happened. The, uh, America has been in several wars throughout history, uh, but sometimes, if we look at the pattern, some things increase. They don't decrease, they increase. And so when you hear of wars and rumors of war, and we've heard it almost all of our life, he said the end is not yet. Now I realize tonight, church, that we're not living in the book of Matthew 24, but in some sense we are really living in it. We're just seeing an increase in our day. We're just seeing something speed up. And by this, it tells me that it's going to get even worser. Is that the right word, worser? How about worse? <laughs> That's that third grade education, I'm telling you folks. It's just going to get worse. And you're going to hear of wars, but be not troubled. These things must come. He said there's going to come a time that nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom. He said there's going to come a time of famine. Look at us. We got scared over toilet paper. <laughs> Connie told me several times, you go to the grocery store, you try to pick up two or three things of bags of uh, toilet paper. Not pork steaks. <laughs> Not bologna. Not ham, but pick up toilet paper. <laughs> I'm making light of it, but ain't it amazing how we panic? But for the church, we don't have to panic. We're walking at a different beat than the world does. We're in a different, we're different in it. We're a different people than what the world's people is. We don't go by them. They don't take care of us. They don't, they don't supply our needs. They don't make sure there's food on the table. There's only one that does that to the church, and that his name is Jesus. 
He said, there'll be a thousand fall by your side, Mike. There'll be 10,000 at your right hand. But he said, it shall not come nigh to you. I'm talking, he said, it shall not come nigh to the church. Hallelujah. That's talking about us. Eggs being $6 a dozen. Oh, my gosh. Stinking chicken eggs cost $6 a dozen. Now they're back down to three something. Eggs. And I'm using Connie a lot, but let me just tell you this. She never worried about using gas. She never worried about what we needed to get at the grocery store, but I've heard her over the last year complain more about, you can't go to the grocery store without spending $200. Has anybody said that before? Yeah, we all have. You can't, you can't get gas, you know. She asks me all the time, where do you go during the week? I said, I hang with Brother Randy. <laughs> but it's amazing, though, that things that we didn't used to have to worry about. Matter of fact, the, 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 the statistics said that, uh, that this year, uh, people will spend $11,000 more than what they spent last year because of the change of the economy and because how things has raised a little bit. So we see that there's a difference, but church, the Bible talks about that, that, that there, there's a, a great falling wave that's coming. Uh, there's deception that's coming. There's wars and rumor wars that, that's been here that still comes talks about that there's uh, 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 natural disasters that takes place. And have you ever seen the like of things? How that, that we're always here now. Uh, uh, we're coming into a season where tornadoes are going to be uh, more rapid and more coming. And, and when we always hear of a town or some city getting hit hard this year that now been hidden forever and a day and all of a sudden now we find that natural disasters is in Missouri, California, Chicago, Illinois. I mean, you just name it, you know, uh, Florida, Oklahoma, all these places because they're increasing. And I preached with Matthew 24 in mind that things are increasing. And Jesus said, listen, this is one of the signs that you'll see that my coming is near. Is when you see all these things begin to unfold. And man, I'd really like to get into the book of Revelations. I would really like to go into some when Jesus is coming back and all the things that's going to happen during that tribulation period. It's, it's, it's going to be un, unphantom. It's, it, the mind is going to be uncomprehendable of the things that's going to happen if you're left behind. If you're left behind and you don't go before the rapture takes place, you're in deep trouble. Somebody said, well, don't people get saved during the tribulation? Yeah, they do. <laughs> but if you're left behind and you decide you want to go that route, I'm not no sure that you can make it because if you can't make it now, I don't think you'll make it during that time. It's a scary time. And Jesus is warning us that there's a time coming just like that. And he's saying, listen, instead of there being a great falling away, why ain't there a great gathering of my people? Why, why is not nobody listening to Hebrews when Jesus said, assemble yourselves the more so 
as you see that day approaching. Not less. Not less. Church, we got churches that are being exposed today that they say these men of God, and you've seen it on Facebook, you've seen it around. You don't look, these men of God is not really men of God. And they'll say, this is why they're not men of God. And they'll show what they're doing. Some of them has these artists on platforms because they're movie stars and they sound good and they look good to the audience and they claim to have Jesus. You can claim to have Jesus all you want, but if you're not saved by the blood of Jesus, you don't have Jesus. You can entertain in all the worldly things you want, but that doesn't mean that Jesus has you. So we find that there's a lot of ministers that I once really looked up to that today I'm scared that they may not make it in. Truth. I'm not kidding. Not because I think they're better than me or that they uh, are doing something great and terrible, but I don't think they're preaching the whole gospel anymore. And hasn't Jesus begun to expose those that's not doing right? But you know what the sad thing is? And I'm fixing to close, but the sad thing is, church, that people's following them. Instead of following God, they're following a man. Because it looks good, it's entertainment, everything's going well, and they get excited about it. I had some pictures that I wanted to show on the screen tonight, but due to time and different things, I, I really didn't have time. But I've got a bunch of pictures that happened over in Europe about when they begin to worship Satan. And did you know that Satan is starting to be exalted in everywhere that we look? Did you know that for some reason, different nations and even God help us, our own nation is doing it. Letting, letting demonic people get up on stage and take pictures of them and watch them. There's one video that I got that Satan is pulling Christ, pulling him, and making a mockery of him like he's some Lord. There's another shows that there's Satan's up on this big thing and there's hundreds of people around him worshiping him. Listen, church, be not deceived. Don't be deceived by this stuff is okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. Listen to me. Don't buy into the lie of the devil. D listen, church. It's not about, as long as they're not bothering me, it's, it's not going to hinder anything. If It should bother you. If Johnny says he's a girl and he's six years old, Johnny needs his butt whooped. <laughs> until he can't see straight. Susie. And she says, I'm a boy. She needs a whooping. We don't buy into that devilish stuff. But can I tell you, there's Christians buying into it. It's sad, but honestly, to God, help me, church. We got good people that has good hearts and means well. But they're buying into it. They're saying, it's, it's the world. I can't do nothing about it. God loves everybody. Well, sure he does. Well, let's just all go get a bottle of whiskey and start drinking it then. That's not, the, that's, not, 
that's not the that's not the answer. Of course, Christ loves everybody. He don't love their sin. There's a separation. And matter of fact, it's not just Johnny and Susie thinking they don't know what they are anymore. But what about Johnny being eight years old and pointing a finger at mom and saying, I'll smack you, mom, and you say another word. Where's our homes gone to? But it wouldn't take me one time and they'd be knocked in the next week in the name of Jesus. And I don't mean, I'm not trying to be tough and rough and I'm not trying to brag and I'm not trying to act like I'm all that in a, bo- a bag of chips. I'm just simply saying we need moms and dads. We need, we need moms and dads in our society to get back and to think about, listen, our world's deceiving us. Our world's deceiving us. The only, only change that's ever going to come to this world is you and I is going to make the change. Listen, it's going to be you and I that makes the difference. It's going to be you and I that's going to pull down the strongholds. It's going to be you and I that's praying. Now, let me tell you this. When I say you and I, the only way that God does things right now, he flows through us. God could come down here like he could have done back years ago when they said, if you call yourself Christ, come down here and off that cross. The Bible said he could have sent legions of angels, but he didn't. And see, right now, God says, listen, I'm looking for a church that will stand up that will fight against the wiles of the devil, that will stand up against evil, that will call evil, evil, good, good, and bad, bad. We've got preachers behind our pulpit that's running hundreds and thousands of people at times. And the people saying, listen, I'll stay as long as you preach to me smooth things. If you'll preach to me things that tickles my little fancy, I'll stay with you, pastor. And you know what the, What happens? Those pastors behind that pulpit preaches smooth things. Be not deceived. We're living in a time and a generation and a generation Z. We're living in a time where the world is changed like you and I, most of us, has never seen before. The America that I knew back in 2019, I don't know today. The things that's happened, the things that's unfolded, I don't know that that world. I'm living in a new time. I'm living in a new era. I'm living in a time where Jesus says all the church has got to do is rise up. <laughs> Listen to me. He said all we got to do is rise up. We're the church. How many believes that we got the power? How many, how many believes that we could save those that's in darkness and bring them to a marvelous light? Come on, church. I'm telling you, that's who we are tonight. That's who we are tonight. We are the church of the living God. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Listen, don't be discouraged. Don't be let down. Don't be defeated because of what's happening in the society. Jesus is looking for a church and says, listen, I'm just looking for a church that will rise up. So I'm telling you tonight, let's rise up. Let's make a difference in Popper Bluff tonight. Let's make a difference. If it's going to start anywhere, Lord, let it start here you got the keys to the kingdom we got the keys to the kingdom tonight Jesus even though he said be be careful watch out for these things and Thessalonians and and different places and the great falling away that's happening uh, he said listen I can tell you that the souls of men in this generation and this decade right now 
and the generation that we have is probably one of the most deceptive generations in all the world. I know they did some deceiving in Noah's days and Lot's days and all these other days, but can you believe the deceptions that we have bought into in our own country, in America? You know, you know, you, you know what we've done? We fell asleep in Zion. Just like Samson did in the lap of Delilah and didn't even know the presence of God had departed. There was a guy the other day that got up in front of Congress and he was a Muslim, or not a Muslim, but he was a, a what was he? He was something. <laughs> but he got up the other day and opened up in prayer in his Hindu language. Hindu. Let me tell you something, church. Then we wonder what happened to Congress. Then we wonder what's happening to those that's in authority that we put in position. We've snuck the devil in where the devil should have not ever got in. We've listened to lies. Hey, I'll make things better for you. I'll build better bridges. I'll build better roads. I'll make your pocketbook more fuller. I'll do this. I'll do that. And and, and we forgot about what do these guys really believe? What do they stand for? And God will never bless a nation. He said, I'll not give my glory to no man. And when we allow the capital and the states and all of that up there to stand up and exalt other gods, God says, my name's not in America. Listen, church, we're in a, we're in a bad spot here. America's in a hard time right now. America's in trouble. And the only thing that's keeping America halfway decent is that Kathy is here and Rhonda's here and you're here, you're here. Brother Randy's here. Craig's here. You're here. Joe's here. I'm here. You all are here. That's the only thing that's holding America straight tonight. If it's nuts... Take us out, it'll be a lot nuttier. If it's crazy, take us out and let's just see how crazy it really gets. So really the world owes us apology because we're the thing that's keeping this thing halfway alive. I, I promise you tonight, church, we're, we're, we're the glue that's holding this thing together. If there's any sanity right now, it's because you and I are here. And I'm telling you, one day we're not gonna be here. And then what? But until then, would you stand with me? Because I've got more to say and I'm not going to say it. But, but until then, but until then, we got to work the works of him who sent us. We've got to be about the Father's business. We've got to get this thing under control. I still believe for the church our best days are ahead of us. I'm not a gloom and doom preacher. I do not believe that we're going to go under by any means. I don't believe that the church is going to fail. I believe that, matter of fact, the church is going to go out strong, to be honest with you. I don't think God's going to have anemic church whatsoever. But one, God, one thing that God wants the church to do is not be deceived by the lies of the enemy. And he's talking about the church, us. Don't buy in into what the world says. And it's not about, let me just say this in my closing. 
It's not about Democrat. It's not about Republican. Has nothing to do with those parties at all. This ain't a party situation. This is a God thing. I said, this is a God thing. This is a thing that God says, listen, parties can't be divided. It doesn't matter. Let them be divided all they want to. But wake up. Wake up. If you're on the wrong side, get on the right side. But don't let no man deceive you. For many will come in my name. In my way of closing, when the pandemic was here and, you know, we're all trying to find the mind of God and we're all trying to find the will of God and we're trying to find out, God, what's going on in America today? God, why is America being shaken at its core? Why is these plagues coming on a nation that's always been blessed by God? You know, we, we come to a place where I come to a place that I was searching. I was praying. When prayer didn't work, you know what I did? I got on YouTube and I was looking at uh, 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 YouTube and I was seeing different prophets prophesying this and that and saying, oh, thus said the Lord, the Lord's going to come and do this and do that and do that. And I'd get excited and think, man, God's going to do this and do that and do that. And I got to figuring out later on, after I began to do that, Jesus said there'd be a lot of false prophets in your name, in his name. Not saying everybody's false and not every prophet's bad, but he said, be aware. There's a lot of false prophets. And I began to pray and to get things from God finally. I begin to get answers. And I begin to discover, hey, Jesus, we're living in the end times. Huh, duh. If it's ever going to happen and our world's going to change, Michael, this has got to happen. If, 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 if I'm coming back after you, Mike, there's going to be a generation that's got to put up with this stuff. But don't be wary in well-doing, he says. So I begin to realize that, you know, God, you're coming back after us. Even, even preachers don't have it together. Sometimes we miss it. We try to look for things and we look for answers and we try to find questions that we have and we need Jesus to answer them. The Bible says everything that, that we need to know is right here. Jesus said, my word was a written four time before, for your learning. The Bible said, for a man to study, to show himself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God. The Bible said that my, my word, he said, my word, Mike, is a lamp unto my feet, under your feet and a light unto your path. He said, if you want to know anything, he said, get in the word. In Hebrews chapter one, he talked about, I used to do this in old times and I worked through this person and that person, but in these last days and these latter days, I've worked through my son, Jesus. So don't be deceived. Anything that you need an answer to, this book's got the answer. Anything that you need to know, it's here. Don't be deceived. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will lead me in the darkest nights and it will carry me home. When nobody else will, the word will. When everything else fails, this won't fail. 
When everything else goes to hell in the handbasket, I promise you, this is never going there. Church, be not deceived. Be careful for nothing, but in everything give thanks unto the Lord. But let me say this. Don't let the world that we're living in twist the mind of yours to make you think, well, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. The only one that is right is the church because we've got the answer. Somebody said, boy, that's awful bold. I've read the back of the book. I know what's going to happen. So young people, moms and dads, young married couples, with your children, please, don't let this world deceive you. Don't let them, don't let them twist your mind and thinking that it's okay. Well, you know, Mike, I got my friends doing it, and they seem to be okay. Don't go by the way of friends. Go by the way of the Lord. Well, this is an easier route if I go that way. But that road leads to destruction. Even, even us that are older, just because we're older, let's don't get lackadaisical and say, well, whatever, it's not affecting me. They need us as much as we need them. Young people needs us. We need them, and we need this thing together. So don't let the enemy come in tonight, church, and begin to bring deception Listen, all these things must come to pass. The end is not yet. So I said all that to say this. Things are magnifying and, and, and going faster and faster. And so in, in life that we're living in, you're going to see things that's going to start speeding up more and more and more and more and more. But Jesus said, I've already gave you the answer in the book. I've already told you what's coming. So don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. And tonight, church, you don't have to be troubled about anything. All you got to do is trust. He's the way maker. He's going to move the mountain when he needs to. He's going to do great exports when he needs to. And he's going to do great things. So what I want is, if you would, would you just come up with me? I know I preach longer than I'm supposed to, and Randy will tell me about it later. What do you mean, yeah? And Danny shuts me off. But would you come? 